Yo, it's Wednesday, 8 p.m., and I'm here. It's Mission Accomplished, the only spot where combat sports meets combat vets. I'm sorry if I'm a couple minutes late. I uh, was running a little behind time, so uh, fucking sue me. Um, in a few minutes, we're going to be having one half of a gigantic fight that got announced yesterday for BKFC 19 on July 23rd between my guest, Jenny Savage, and... Britain Hart, which is humongous. They announced that yesterday. This is going to be very cool having her on tonight. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about upcoming uh, upcoming events with her, what she's been up to since Knucklemania and that madness. Uh, but while we're waiting on her, I'm going to go ahead and do my sponsor reads. I got Holding Hands Massage, of course, Holding Hands Massage. HoldingHandsMassage.com, registered with the VA. So if you're a soldier, if you're a... Uh, veteran you go ahead and you make yourself an appointment through your provider get a referral go on to to holdenhandsmassage.com and book yourself an appointment with jackie she will hook you right up she is a wizard she can read your body she can find trigger points and she can alleviate pain trust me i know i'm not only a fan or whatever the fuck i'm also a client all right next one we got we got uh killfootclothing.com yeah killfoot clothing Gilfoodclothing.com, veteran-owned, American-made apparel. They make badass shit, including Mission Accomplished shirts. So go check them out. I am going to message Jenny Savage real quick because we're having some connectivity issues. So stand fast, ladies and gentlemen. Who do I got in the comment section while we're waiting uh, it's working on my end just fine. What the fuck is going on? She says she's on. She says she's on, but I don't see her. So I'm going to invite her through Facebook. How about that? Jenny, Jenny. Jenny, Jenny. Jenny, Jenny. Jenny, Jenny. Just bear with me, people. Um, Sent. All right, I'm going to text her back real quick. How's everybody's Wednesday going? I spent the day with my boys once again, homeschooling. I only got to do it like two more times, and then the school year's over, and I'm fucking done with that shit. I love it, though. I am the best homeschool teacher in the world, in the whole world. Um, yeah, today... On top of the regular school curriculum that they made me teach, um, I also I also um, oh yeah, fuck man, Mike just sent me a message and I read it and that's probably what I did. Um, I also uh, taught him how to tip at a restaurant today. I taught Jackson, my ten year old, how to read a bill. Figure out what a 20% tip is, what a 25% tip is, what an 18% tip is. And um, yeah, the kids figured it out. So this is the kind of shit that uh, people should be teaching the youth of America. So when they get older, people like me that waited tables, waitresses, um, yeah, they won't be left out to dry when these young punks don't, that don't know how to, uh, don't know how to tip. Fuck them over. Yeah, all right. 
Hold up, people. Sorry about the. Yeah, thank you. Best podcast around. And I am apologizing for the uh, mistakes that are making that we're making right now. Um, Jenny should be on momentarily. We are going to have a nice conversation. After Jenny, I got Beatrice. I got Devin Beatrice, Staff Sergeant from the United States Army. We deployed together. He deployed uh, the kids of Psycho. He went two years in a row, 06, 07, 08, 09. Boom, 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 boom. Um, little savage back in the day. Speaking of savages. Uh, okay. Let me see here. I'm going to bring on, uh, Hey Mike, you want to come on? Give me a thumbs up. If you want to come on, we'll shoot the shit for a minute. Hey, what's up, big dog. What's up, man. Hey, um, talk about something real quick. I'm going to get Jenny Savage on here. Well, they, they, uh, announced BKFC 18 this week. Yeah. All of the. Uh, well, the card, all the fights, whether or not they're actually going to be the fights, I'm not sure because some of the fights are a little bit uh, wishy-washy. I think I heard some people were supposed to fight. They're not on the card. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but I know I'm excited. I know we're going to be there. Um, what do you think about the card? So here's the thing. I was expecting to see about five or six names on that card that are not on there anymore. And uh, I'm a little disappointed in that. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Me and Mike have, you know, a few, you know, we have our connections and, and we've talked to some people and we, we expected to see four or five other names on there and they're not on there anymore. No, yeah, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not being all braggy like a douchebag or anything, but we, we do talk to people and we expected to see some fucking names on that list. And, um, and we didn't see him and we didn't see him. So yes, right. I'm excited, but I'm also, I'm also curious because Julian Lane posted a thing today. He's on the card fight in, um, brutal Boswick. And the other thing that was released had Boswick fighting somebody else. So I don't really know what to know. I, I you know what I mean? It's like, we that, thought we were, we thought we were going to see a certain female on that card, but we are uh, we're going to see her a little later on in, in the year. Uh, and guess what? The Tennessee gangster is here. I was so. going to say real quick, just just uh, before you pull her up, um, that 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 post that was brought up with that shows Julian Lane on it. I don't know if that's an official posting or not, because it's not on any of the BKFC websites or, or social media um, handles. None of them have that actual picture on there, which has a different main event on it, too. So I don't know where that came from. Right. But anyways, I uh, I digress. Let me get right, off, man. out of the way for the Tennessee gangster. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. All right. All right. That was my uh, my partner in crime over there on the Mike and Miss show, Mike Hunold. He will be back on tomorrow night with me when we have Isatula Kakar on there. But it is time for the guest of the evening, the Tennessee gangster herself, Jenny Savage. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Um, how are you? You're you. I'm good. You are a little quiet. I don't know if that's uh, because you're you're far away from your microphone or something. Yeah, I think so. I'm. You're kind of just chilling with your cat. <laughs> I'm gonna try to get these headphones in. I was trying to work them. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know what the heck was going on with the with the other thing, but um, uh, yeah. And uh, we, there's a little bit of an echo. So if you could turn your volume down too. Absolutely. 
my headphones really quick. I have not used my desktop in so long. Well, let me see if I can hear myself. No echo, echo, echo. You're good. All right. We sound good. I sound good. You sound good. So uh, what's going on, Jenny Savage? How are you? <laughs> Yay, we got headphones. Okay. Should have had this in order. Yeah. Well, it's okay. No, 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 no. Everybody's here to see you, Jenny. Everything's good. Uh, as soon as she gets herself situated, we're going to talk about a big fight she has coming up. That started off at all right. Can you hear me? Are we on now? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. All right. So what's me? happening? Yes. Okay. So I asked you to come on the show a few weeks back, and by luck of the draw, they announced that you have a big fight coming up. So we're going to talk about that. But before we do, we're going to talk a little bit about you. Um. Your nicknames, the Tennessee Gangster. Have you have you gone away from the Macho Miss Jenny Savage? Is that gone in the past now, or are you still the Macho Miss? I like to think of it like Little Wayne. You notice how he has like a collection of names. Um, I just get them and I collect them and I I rock them. I mean, it, it well, sounded I, pretty cool. Yeah, I love them both, and uh, I'm like a. I'll be honest. I haven't watched professional wrestling in a long time because I, I like it's just something that I got away from. But I grew up as a child of the '80s and the early '90s. I was a humongous Macho Man Ready Savage fan, and I, I'm I'm a little uh, excited about that name. Um, did you grow up as a wrestling fan? Is that why you got it? Well, when I first got into <laughs> uh, when I got into MMA, yeah. <laughs> um, it just, it was something that I always, I always seen him like on Dexter's lab, like as a voiceover yeah. or, you know, he was just something familiar, uh, throughout my childhood growing up. And so I guess just to look at all these fighters as a, from a perspective of an MMA fighter, it was a little different. So I kind of adopted, uh, that name through, uh, my, my uh, significant other, he, uh, he gave me that nickname. So, uh, but it was after I admired, like I've seen a lot of his matches and I admired the way that he, he just behaved, um, whether he won or he lost, he always behaved like he won. So. Yeah, he was the best. Um, so you, are you born and raised in Tennessee? Yes. Clarksville, Tennessee. Clarksville, Tennessee. And so, so you grew up as like a wrestling fan. That's what you're, cause isn't like Memphis, Tennessee, like the capital of, pro wrestling like jerry lawler back in the yeah. day smacking yeah. around andy kaufman and shit that was that was there wasn't it yeah my mom and my grandfather they just loved going out to the shows then uh my mom was a huge fan of jerry king lawler uh, yeah big ups to him <laughs> that's badass um i happened to have one more macho man little tidbit my mom ran into him at a airport in atlanta back in the day when like 1993 ish and she was yeah. like hey my son is a huge fan. Can I get a picture with you? So I got a picture of like Macho Man with his gigantic arm like this. And it's <laughs> it's right behind my desk at work, like as we speak right now. And I got it when I was like 12. 
That's cool. I was born in 93, so I mean. Oh, geez. I'm going to just go fuck myself then. <laughs> All right. So let's yeah. talk a little bit about you. You um, you come from an MMA background, but you are making a name for yourself now in the BKFC. You, um, you're you 1-0 after, uh, after a TKO doctor stoppage with Sheena Starr. Uh, what was it like making your debut in BKFC after having all those MMA fights? Cause you had a lot of, a lot of your fights were, you had quite a few submissions and you have a decent, you have a really good ground game. Um, was the transition easy to, to bare knuckle? It was, um, I really needed, um, something new to happen for my career. And I felt like the opportunity was there. Um, uh, it was really hard fighting my friend. Um, I didn't want to fight her, but no one else would step up. And I wanted to fight Paige Vincent because I figured it would be a good payday. And uh, I just like the way David Feldman treats his fighters. Yeah. Now, you, I'll, I'll tell you right now, watching your, it, you were talking about it was hard to fight your friend. For anybody that didn't watch that fight, uh, Sheena and you were like training partners, right? You guys had trained together before you. No, and, uh, uh, we were just supportive just of friends. each other. Yeah, mental oh. support. Yeah. Yeah, and you actually wore a pair of her shoes in that fight? Yeah, because I couldn't find any to uh, fit my feet. I still struggle with that. Um, I found some really good shoes by Tidal. They they just recently picked me up as a sponsor. Oh, shout out to them. They're so awesome. Um, but it's sort of like I have to gamble with buying kids' shoes. Because my <laughs> it's like my feet are the size of baby baby feet but they're wide like an adult's feet. So I got fat little wow. feet, um, really hard to figure out. I got to stuff my shoes. It's, it's wild. You, you got, are you trying to say you have hobbit feet? Is that what you got? Yeah. I, I legit, I legit have hobbit feet. Yeah. <laughs> minus, minus all the hair. Yeah. No hair, no hair. I, <laughs> even if I did have hair, it would be waxed like completely. Like, completely. Uh, nah, I was very impressed by your, your um, performance. Joey says it's, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh your performance against against sheena you know being your debut she was a veteran i mean you were aggressive you know head down charging forward you kept smacking her with the overhand lefts um you got you you bullied her up against the the ring ropes even though you had a significant size disadvantage like you, you seem like you really owned it in there i was pretty impressed you even landed a fucking superman punch in a uh yeah. in a bare knuckle fight which is not as usual. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's the first or not. Definitely from females. Um, yeah. I definitely love the Superman punch. It's it's my signature. Like I said, I actually had a t-shirt where it was like, you know, Jordan style, where I was like throwing Superman. So it's like, if you look at all my fights, even with Taylor Sterling, I, I threw a lot of those and landed. Uh, pretty <laughs> One of our viewers here says his toes look like Schmeagles. Look like Schmeagles? Yeah, well, he's talking about his own feet, not yours. No, there's nothing wrong with with feet looking the way they are. You know, I, if you look like Schmeagol, I'm not shaming. I'm not toe shaming or feet shaming. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So yesterday, I, I go on my social media and I see a, a post by MMAfighting.com that announces that you have a fight coming up July 23rd, BKFC 19. Uh, how long ago was this fight signed was it as recent as like yesterday when it was announced or had you known about i mean had you had signed the contract a while back 
We've been in negotiation. It's it's all about um, the craze for bare knuckle. A lot of people are are uh, trying to get in, and they got the bare knuckle tryouts. They, they're so busy, and their hands are so full, and it's really impressive the way that they can just juggle it all. Um, but just this fight, I guess, needed to be pushed on another card. Um, we're still trying to figure this out. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's going to happen July. 23rd so were you guys thinking that you were going to make it on to the june 26th card because yeah, that's what i we, i thought we were i thought we would see you guys that day yeah we we weren't sure uh exactly when um all i know is i was just ready for whenever i noticed that britain was all she needs to sign the contract she needs to sign the contract she's a contract uh but uh i did um so <laughs> okay so, you, know, so you, just gotta, you gotta get it you know you gotta receive it first before you can sign it Right, right. All right, so let me ask you about you and Britton Hart. Was was there ever any animosity until the incident in the ring at Knucklemania? Or is or is there even animosity between the two of you guys? Because it seems like uh, you guys fucking hated each other that night. But I'll tell you right now that I was standing right behind you. You don't know this because you don't know me. But where you were sitting, you are? I am. No, you you are a little. Now you're good. You're clear now. Oh, where you were sitting right before you went up into the ring, mm -hmm. I was standing right behind you, like literally right. Oh wow. Behind you. Yeah, yeah. Because the the security rail was right here, and you were in the two seats right here with your guy, and yeah. like me and me and my boy Mike were like standing right there, and uh, we had our cameras out, but we couldn't take any pictures because so many people standing in the way. So I didn't film any of it or anything like that, but. I watched you like go right up in the ring right in front of us. I was like, oh shit, what's going on here? Well, I had my debut and I have been respectful, really quiet because I, I try to, you know, read the room. I try to just, uh, you know, just see what's going on. I don't want to, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm pretty to myself and to the side. A lot of people don't expect that when they first see me. Um, when I walked out to my fight, this girl, I guess she was drunk or something. A lot of people were saying she was she was drunk commentating my fight. And uh, it, I was it was taking forever for me to walk out. I've never said this. I've never I've never said this on a podcast before. So okay. this is this is an exclusive, okay? But because okay. um, everybody hates me for no reason. She's bullying me, you know. She keeps saying that I bully her and I'm I'm wrong, okay? Before, actually, you know what? It even started sooner than that. Paul Tyler hit me up and was like, do you want to fight payment? Now, I'm coming from a really hard, like, like it's the pandemic really hurt me, like, really bad. My son's mm -hmm. in homeschool. I don't trust him going to school. I'm on a fixed income. That's that's my choice, by the way. Um, and I, I lost my son's father during the pandemic to suicide. Um, oh, wow. There's been a lot of things that has pushed year. me to be KFC if you can see if you can't tell. I'm not that okay. pretty girl no more. I'm not I don't care about looking cute. I care about coming to fight and I was even willing to fight my friend just to fight Paige Vanzant who is running for me as well by the way. She agreed that she would fight me and that's what caused Britton Hart to go in a 30 minute uh Facebook live uh disrespecting me about how short I am and how MMA is nothing and MMA fighters can't fight and whatever she said, you could probably look it up. I don't, I didn't care. I just seen her cry 
uh, tattoo tears, you know, about me having one fight with my friend. Um, so she commentated for that fight. She had to have been drunk because a lot of people were saying that's why I wasn't walking out right away. Um, we went out. She was she was saying how uh, this is an easy fight for Sheena. Uh, clearly, she's got you know experience on me. And then I cracked Sheena in the face first three punches, and she shut the fuck up. Yeah. So then she coached me after the fight. She said, "All I have is an overhand." I have more than overhand, but that's okay. She could find out, you know, July 23rd or whenever, you know, this stuff gets settled. Um, yeah. And she's just blatantly disrespected me. So I've, I've blocked her. I've got, I've, I just went back to church after my son's father took his life. Uh, I don't need my pastor seeing me going back and forth with some, some girl that disrespects me, calls me a prostitute and belittles me when I've never done that about her. I've never, belittled her outside of her fight career, which she sucks, by the way. She caused she's caused lawyers to come after me because I've exposed her for buying uh some 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 wins, which I was given screenshots of of somebody that she works with, which it's alleged, by the way, just in case somebody wants okay. to yeah. some lawyers after me, which I, I could give a crap less. Um they can bring them to me. So I'm not perfect or anything, but I won't tolerate somebody disrespecting me. And then meanwhile, you know, I mean, I'm, I know that the media of BKFC is doing, you know, the best they can, but I haven't really been pushed at all. And that's fine. I mean, all I needed was whatever exposure I got with Sheena, but yeah. everybody's over here thinking that I'm the bad guy, that I'm the bully. So I was asked by Paul Tyler while I was in the middle of my finals for college. My son is in the middle of his schoolwork. I could barely afford that. I use, you know, my son, my son survivor's checks by his dad to pay for his, his homeschool. I don't have very much. And that's, like I said, by choice, because I choose to train. I'm done with this cute girl persona. I'm done with this, all, whatever this, this crap is. I got a man. I'm pleased. Okay. I'm not looking for nothing extra. There's no fantasy with me. I just want to fight. And, and I really want to take my aggression and my pain out on all these girls who think that I'm sweet. They're out of pocket for the way they treat me. And they're going to find out. They're going to find out. That's why none of them like me. They all come for me. They don't come for each other. Why? Why don't they come for each other? Yeah, because they and they know I'm a threat. That's why. Wow. Well, I'm sorry to hear about your uh, your ex committing suicide. That's too bad. Um, and okay. it sound it sounds like you went through a lot. And I don't know. It it seems like. Um, I think I've I've watched a lot of you. I've watched all your fights. I do that before I interview any fighter, and I've actually watched multi multiple of your fights multiple times leading up to this. And I can see where they could see a threat, especially after what you did to Sheena. Like a lot of people would look at you and think that you're small, right? You're you're you know you're little, so you're easy. But if they I always even, think that, but that Mike Tyson was small, you know? Right. I mean, like, you know, she inflicted. Right. And, and, uh, like if, and take a look at like Taylor Starling, like you had a war with her and you mm -hmm. stopped her on her feet. She turned her back and, and I'm a big fan of Taylor too. You guys went to war with each other. She's the only one that said my name. She's the only one that said, I hate Jenny Savage, like verbatim. I don't really have respect for, for that really. But out of everyone else, that's the only one that's not afraid to say my name. The rest talk about me. They hint. You know, I want she, Taylor to go and fight all these girls 
want her to get I want her to get well known. I want her to be real famous. Because one day we're gonna have to fight mm -hmm. again. It's gonna be good for me, it's gonna be good for her. Why not? You know. Did uh somebody want to I mean there was rumors that you were told to go up into the ring. Were you told to go up into the ring at, Ruck at Knuckle Mania, or did you go off on your own? Nope. I was, like I said, I was in the middle of finals. I never got to finish that, that part. I was in the middle of finals. My yep. cat was, you know, you see my cat. She, she, uh, you know, I had to leave her home alone. I don't like doing that. I didn't have nobody to watch her because this was all last minute. Yep. My son had his schoolwork. Uh, I, it's expensive. It's so expensive. I can't even believe it. But I'm not about to let my son go and sit in a room. In front of a ca camera, you know, he's doing workbooks. So I have to be on top of him. Uh, I literally had to step away from that to have this appearance for, for some money yeah. uh, that I was I was told I was going to get paid for commentating. I barely had any credentials to be in the building. I didn't even barely get there on the plane. And honestly, dude from Knuckle Up Podcast, uh, Sean, shout yeah. out to him. I love him to death, dude. He's the reason why I made it back home. Um, so I didn't know this was going on. Do what? Sean hooked you up. Yeah. Got you down there. And, and, and Paul Tyler had me believing that, uh, I was going there on the expense of BKFC and that I was going to get paid, but clearly they didn't expect me to be there. So I'm not, I'm not bashing BKFC. They didn't expect me to be there, but when they okay. see me, they was cool with it. They was like, Hey Jenny, you know, everybody was cool with me. Um, but I sat down for the, for the, um, to do the commentating and the lady there was like we're supposed to have um a guest uh speaker but it's not you and i was like hmm, that's funny because i wouldn't have been in this building that i really don't care to be in you know not not because i don't care about the show it's just i have finals right i was i mean i have good grades i have all a's like i'm trying to keep that going but i i took a risk i mean that's what we do Anyway, so that never happened. I just decided I, I'm just going to hop in here and, and do what everybody else does, all the other guys, and mm -hmm. let's let's just make this fight happen because I wanted to fight Paige, so why not? But, you know, the diva, after talking for five minutes, decided that she wanted to pour water on me, uh, so I smacked her. Yeah. I'll tell you, it seems like uh... – you are dead. You're, you're like you're dead, ready for for this fight for sure. It seems like I don't know. I'm real. I, I don't know you on a personal level, but it seems like you're ready to rumble at any time. Am I wrong yeah. about this? You no, live up no. to the, you live up to this to the gangster uh, name for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. So you went up in on your own, and and it, that it seems to be the blueprint for getting big fights because Tyler Goodjohn did the same thing with Louis Palomino, and he's about to and, fight and him. At least Lewis didn't throw no water at him. Yeah. Well, yeah. He did just, yeah just, he, when women, when women try to do what men do, it don't work out. You know, we're whores, we're prostitutes, we're skanks, we're sluts. We're degraded beyond measure, but we're not. When are you going to make fun of the way I fight? You know, like, let's break down the way I fight. You know, I, I'll take that any day over this slut, skank, only fan, whatever the heck you want to call it. I don't know. The only, <laughs> the only fan, um, like the only that like the only fan phenomenon. That's what you're talking about. It seems like every every two three fighters out there have only fans nowadays. Right. It must be making a lot of money. If I don't know, like it seems like every day two or three more fighters pop up with one. So they must be getting and, paid. 
more power to them. You know what I mean? More money, more time, I guess. I don't see it that way. I think you get lazy uh, when it comes to that. I think you need to focus on fighting. I'm old school, you know. I like getting it the right way. Uh, but, hey, to each its own. I got a lot of friends that got OnlyFans. I don't, I don't have no um, – I don't support them. I don't watch it. You know, I just – I, I think not, you're wasting your time when it comes to this bare knuckle stuff. If you got an OnlyFans or one of them um, little websites of whatever, you want to act yeah. like it's not an OnlyFans. It's it's OnlyFans. Oh yeah, it's just got another yeah. another fancy name to it. Exactly. Um, what are you going to school? Did you graduate? Did you finish your uh, college? I'm supposed to graduate. Uh, I decided because of this fight, um, I was supposed to graduate this fall, but I'm gonna graduate 2022 unfortunately for my business degree um just trying to get the business stuff out the way it's a lot of math accounting math so yeah i you know i went to school for business management for uh, a couple of years and yeah. i stopped i stopped going listen to how stupid i am i stopped going to school with 59 credits towards an associate's degree for business management and i never went back and that oh was gosh. that was like 18 years ago. And um, come to find out, all I needed was like 64 credits to get my fucking associate's degree in uh, in business management. And I just never went back. I don't know. And I what an asshole, right? Hey, it is what it is. You have different <laughs> paths. I mean, look at you now. You you got this this awesome podcast. Yeah, yeah. Our school wasn't always for me. I don't know. If business it, is a little different, though. You know. Yeah. Do you like school? You you good? I school? love school. I love school. Yeah. Honestly, um, yeah. I want to. I want to continue with with uh, just being in the business world. Uh, I was supposed to go to Korea to study the um, their makeup stores and just just you know pick out their brain and just try to see how they work. You know, uh, look, my wife jumps right in on the comments here and says he will go back one day. Uh, That's right. You will go back. <laughs> you can do it. I don't know about all that. So, so, okay. Um, any, I know, I know, I know we're like, shit, I'm not, what are we like seven weeks out, six, eight weeks out from January, uh, July 23rd. So have you started training camp for Britain Hart or is, are you, training are you camps. about training camps all the time now that it's BKFC. training camp? Yeah. 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 We don't stop. This is just what we do. Um, I'm grateful to have an, uh, a new training camp. Well, it's not really new. I've, I've been here for about a year now at Gamebred. Um, yep. Oh, speaking of Gamebred, I wanted to ask you something. Being yeah. an MMA, having an MMA background, having a really good uh, ground game, having yeah. power in your hands, Gamebred Fighting Championship. Are you yeah. locked in? Are you locked into like a multiple con, uh, multiple fight contract with BKFC, or are you able to go fight and be or whatever they're calling it, GF, uh, GFC Game Gamebred Fighting Championship, I'll, the, uh, the to, bare knuckle MMA? I'll have to talk to my manager about that. Right now, I, I think that uh, they're still negotiating something that I think BKFC will probably want to announce uh, when it comes to, to the contract. But um, I'm interested. I honestly. Um, I would rather do MMA bare knuckle. Uh, that's yeah. that's that's more me. I like I like grappling. I like pulling people off the the, the cage. All that. That's that's my forte. But uh, I just like bare knuckle because it's real hardcore. It's like yeah, you know. Yeah, but you have. But, do you know how you, many how long the rounds are? 
Sorry. I had, I really don't know any information about the bare knuckle MMA at all. I would imagine it's going to probably be three minute rounds or two. Uh, th- I wouldn't say five. I couldn't imagine they're doing five minute rounds, but yeah, me neither. But here's what I think, though, and maybe I could be wrong. Maybe you should talk to your management about this. I was super surprised that Game Bread Fighting <laughs> Championship is going to be played on the BKTV app. What that makes me think is they might have some sort of like type deal to where like if bkfc fighters want to go do a fight over there and vice versa you know what i mean like why else? Yeah. i mean i was just surprised that it's going to be on the bktv app and i was just like oh that could open a door for a lot of bare knuckle fighters that have a background to go over there and get a fight you know what i mean yeah yeah for sure for sure uh yeah if it's ever if it's ever comes up I, i'd love to uh that's something to really train hard for, though. That's 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 another level. Yeah. Sure. So. Um, no shoes, too. Hey, no shoes. Yeah, you don't have to worry about buying shoes. You know, we get little hobbit feet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got you. Okay, so you're here. We talked about you. We talked about the macho. You got a macho man uh, impression. Oh yeah, macho miss. <laughs> <laughs> cup of coffee in the big time oh yeah that's pretty good right top of the top yeah you're really good really good <laughs> yeah you ever watch you ever watch the uh macho man on coke videos on youtube no no i don't know if they're true or not but they're like just these funny videos where his mouth keeps going like yeah, through interviews. they were all on coke <laughs> all of them are coke. that's why he had a heart attack no offense rest in peace randy savage yeah, um, and a- I would imagine A&E, that's why he had a heart attack. Yeah, probably. He was only he was pretty young. It's steroid. I mean, steroids and cocaine is probably not all that good for your heart. I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, but A and E just did a, a bio. I mean, uh, a documentary on him that supposedly is pretty hardcore. Like, opened a couple doors up about him that people aren't very happy about, but. He's still yeah. awesome, so don't ever lose the macho miss shit. Oh, I won't. Uh, I won't, man. We all make mistakes. <laughs> uh, you know, I've I've been a bad guy a couple of times, I guess you could say. So yeah, well, cocaine's a hell of a drug, you know. So. Not that kind of bad guy. Uh, <laughs> no uh, so, so I just got somebody uh, sent a unified rules of MMA without gloves. It's for That's for game bread. That's there you go. Right. There's that your answer. The, the unified rules of MMA. Um, but what I want to do with you before I let you go, you've seen this show. We do the speed round. We do some crazy questions that have nothing to do with fighting or whatever. And, and it helps people to get to know you as a person, which this interview has definitely got people to know you as a person. I think you're extremely likable and I don't understand where all the fucking hates coming from, but you know, oh, teach you know the flavor own. of the month. Yeah. When when the flavor of the month don't like you, everybody hates you. Yeah, I get you. I, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's do a speed round with uh the Tennessee gangster. What do you think? Sure, let's do it. All right. Well, speed round with Jenny Savage. Here we go. Number one. What is your favorite thing to do when you're bored? Sleep. Sleep. I'm not gonna lie to you. If I can fit sleep in, I sleep. Really? Yeah. Or I or I read the Bible or I I Bible study. I do that too. 
read books, Joyce Mayer, things like that. You know what? That's uh, that's something that I don't do well is sleep. I, I get I get about five hours a day. Is that good? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you need to get you a whoop. Whoop. The whoop strap can help you fix your sleep issue like that. Uh, right. I, wanted, I wanted to ask you about this because I, you I got your um, sponsors at the bottom there. What is a whoop? What what is that? Okay, so a whoop. The whoop strap is a well. It's underneath my arm, my sleeve. Um, the whoop device is this little strap, little athletic strap that just records your sleep and your recovery uh, from your sleep, and it shows you the ratio. Gotta try to open it. So is it you different? Can charge than it. It's different uh, yeah. than a than a Fitbit or something like that. Yes, it is. It is different. You can leave it on. Uh, I just totally took it off, but you can leave it on. It's got its own charger. You charge it up for five days, uh, and you don't have to ever take it off uh, unless you want to clean it. It does smell sometimes when you sweat a lot, but it goes on real easy. I'm not very a very good uh, model for this. I'm on the spot. <laughs> you nah, you're doing great. What? Well, uh, so what do they cost? Uh, I think it's $30 a month uh, for the service. And yeah, you just charge it. And you can just leave it on there for like a good 10 minutes or 20 minutes. I'm not sure. It doesn't take very long for it to charge. And then you put it back on the charger, charge that thing up, put leave it on, and it just records your heart. Um, you can go live. Uh, that means that you could record yourself, and it'll have your vitals on the uh, video. Uh, do you have, it's just a do you game have a changer. Do you have a Jenny Savage promo code? Um, I need to get one. Honestly, I've been training my butt off uh, that I haven't been able to sit down and um, do more stuff with this, with all of my sponsors, which I should be doing. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll get one. Of the, when you get one, let me know, and I'll post another I will. Page. All right. Number two, describe yourself in three words. The daughter of, well, daughter of the king. No, that's four words. That's four words. I'm tired. I've been tired. All right. Tired. We'll uh, just take the the out. Super daughter. freaking savage. There you go. Good. <laughs> All right. If you had access to a time machine, where and when would you go and what would you do when you got there? Mm, I would go. I don't know, man. This is a tough question. Uh, I would go back to when I first started training and tell myself, Forget the haters. Why wow, you used to get like wrapped up in all the bullshit earlier in your mm -hmm. career? Is that is that why? Yeah, man. Everybody, dude. This is not new to me. People hate me because they hear the word savage and they, I don't know, that triggers them or something. I don't know. They think I'm, think I'm an asshole. I don't know. But a lot of people want to fight me. And they talk crap. Just like that girl from Serbia. I don't even know how to pronounce her dang name. She's coming at my neck, crazy, disrespectful. She needs to worry about her weight class. Isn't she 135 or something like that? She is 135. I think it's Milianovic. Nadja Milianovic. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good, right? See how I did that? You did good. You did good. That's good. I couldn't do that. <laughs> See, you're better than me. Uh, yeah. So I wanted to ask you earlier, uh, earlier in your career, you had some pro did you have problems with anxiety and nerves? Like you got this, I don't know if people know this about you. You got sick. You used to get mm -hmm. sick in between rounds and like throw up in a bucket and then go back yep. out there and fight, right? Yep. You still do that? 
No, I don't really have that issue now. Uh, I had surgery. Um, of course, we all throw up if we push ourselves too hard, but I don't have that no more. Uh, you didn't. You didn't go to like a sports psychologist or something like that. And no, I had surgery. I had. I had some issues, uh, and I had to have some stuff removed. Um, and oh, I don't okay. really have. Yeah. So it sort of felt like you know when snakes regurgitate their food. Uh, I guess whenever they're being kind of like attacked or something like that, they're trying to get away. That's how I oh. felt. I guess you know you're fighting. It's not like I was tired. It was which a lot of people just, thought it was. They're like, damn, she has no cardio. I'm like. Ugh. Wow, that's crazy. Well, I'm glad you're better, and uh, thank you. We're, we're past that. There we go. How about now? Uh, what is your favorite movie of all time? Oh man, these questions are really good. Um, I will say, oh, what is that one movie? Dang it. Do you watch oh, a lot of movies? No, I don't. I, I all I do is, is is a fight. That's all I do is train to fight. Um, Fear Loving Las Vegas is a good movie. Oh, a lot of nice. people disagree, but that's a good dude, movie. that's awesome. That's a great movie. <laughs> Number five, if you had a remote control that could pause, rewind, and fast forward time, would you use it, and how? Uh, no, I wouldn't use it because I believe right now is the perfect time. Right now, just being aware of the the moment. A fair enough answer. I would pause. I mean, like, uh, I was thinking, like, maybe if, like, when I wake up first thing in the morning and I don't feel like getting out of bed, I would just pause it and then go back to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that sounds like I, that sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> but then I would probably never unpause it. So I'd have to just keep going. You'll, you'll pause, you'll unpause it when you wake up. Then you can just <laughs> fast forward. Uh, what was the last thing you Googled? So let's find out. Uh, what did I Google last? The Montgomery County booking log. I like to keep <laughs> up with people who get arrested. <laughs> oh, that's, I, I love it. What's your favorite holiday? My favorite holiday? I would say honoring any, any holiday that honors our military. There you go. Thank you. Uh, yesterday, was it yesterday or two days ago was Memorial Day. That was a big one. Yes. And uh, you want to know a fun fact about this show? It started on Veterans Day last year. Oh, that's so, cool. Hi, Kimmy. Yeah. So this show is like really, really blown up only in like six months and we started it on Veterans Day. So yeah, I live right next to Fort Campbell. So. Oh, do you? Mm -hmm. uh, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. I, uh, I was, we were attached to the 101st a few times on couple deployments so if you uh thank you for your service by the way thank you uh if you had to give a piece of advice to an up-and-coming fighter what would you tell them i would tell them to turn your phone off and train there you go <laughs> that's directed towards a lot of fighters right now is that what you're saying Maybe. Oh, oh sorry well i was reading that and i'm like oh my gosh i don't even know what that number is hey that is a that's a Roman numeral for seven. Who did Macho Man Randy Savage lose to at WrestleMania seven in a retirement match? Read that. <laughs> um. Oh. Um. Uh. Again, uh, Ultimate Warrior. There you go. Okay. I was giving you the hint. And yeah, but it. like the the Roman numeral. See, I'm not that smart. I need to go back to school. I've been out of school for too long. I need to. 
Did you actually know that, or or did did, did my well when you went like this, and I remember like because they have <laughs> there's the Macho Man versus you know, dude, and Elizabeth went back with him, and it was like it was it was the, the match made in heaven. Jeez, you how can you forget? I was about to pull Adrian over here. Hey, say hi, <laughs> say hi, say hi. What's going on, guys? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> did you just give her the answer? Uh, no, he, he was like, what are you talking about? I was like, and then I seen you do that. I was like, oh, yeah, duh, I should have more confidence in myself. All right, last question. And, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll ask you one more question, and we'll let you go for the evening. Uh, if yeah. you could change one thing about yourself, what would you change? My, my reactions. I should what? react sometimes. My reactions to things sometimes. You know, you I, I realize. Yeah, I do, because uh, I have a magnet for people who have no common sense and then my reaction is always the same and gets me in a lot of trouble and i should already know better that they're just gonna have no common sense i love it well jenny savage you are a pretty wide open book you don't hold any like you kind of say what you want to say and uh i think everybody got a good idea of who you are as a fighter and as a person and i think you gained some fans tonight um, what would you like to say, shout outs or anything like that before I let you go? Yeah, I would love to shout out my gym at Gamebred. Uh, they took me under their wing. Um, and I just am grateful for all my sponsors, especially Sucker Punch and Chad Lasley. They are incredible, uh, people to work with. And I'm so, 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 so very grateful for them. And I'm grateful for, um, BKFC for giving me the opportunity to fight again on their beautiful uh, platform. And uh, even though she's out of pocket for the disrespectful water pouring that she didn't have to do, uh, I thank my opponent for uh, taking this fight. Respect. That's that's nice. Oh, uh, well, thank I, you. Thank you, too, oh, for having me. No, thank you for coming on. You were a great guest. I can't wait to uh, see you live. Me and Mike will get ourselves down there. We've been making it down to most of the events now um, for media. So we'll, we'll get down there. We'll see you live in person. We'll meet you. Yes. We'll see you then. And I won't look so much like a foot, a wide foot. That's good. Can't fit in any <laughs> shoes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. And I apologize if there was any technical difficulties with the beginning of that. It could have been my fault. I, I'm kind of a fucking moron sometimes, but we'll just get past that. <laughs> oh, well, you're awesome. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank you. Have a good night. All right. Yes, sir. Take it easy. Well, that was Jenny Savage. How fucking cool, man. I got to tell you, I didn't know really anything about her. I mean, other than seeing her fight, I didn't know much about her personality. I've seen her social media posts. I've seen all her fights, but that was the first real conversation I've had with her. And she seems like a pretty fucking cool person, pretty down to earth, uh, pretty honest about everything. So with that said, let's bring on a complete psychopath. Um, an old friend of mine, old army buddy, and uh, he's going to probably share a few fun stories. He is Devin Beatrice of the United States Army. What's going on, my friend? What's up, brother? Can you hear me good? Oh, you sound great. What's up, man? How you been? Do you like my ghetto green screen I got going on back here? Oh, is that where you, you film your OnlyFans? It is actually. I want to get extra fancy for you. You know, figure <laughs> while we're on here, I can shout out maybe get a few new subscribers. There you go. 
What I, is it I like? hear all the fighters are doing it, so why not? That is the truth. <laughs> and um, what does your OnlyFans go for? About a dollar ninety nine a month? No, uh, the lowest that they would let me go is nine nine cents. So, but they got this cool thing. I guess I, I refer to friends. I get like this free link thing. I don't know how it works. But most people just come on and, and pay me not to do it anymore. So <laughs> it's profitable. Oh, man. What is going on, Devin? I haven't <laughs> seen you in a long time. This is United States Army veteran Devin Beatrice, former staff sergeant in the U.S. Army. Uh, let's just go through your accolades real quick. Two deployments, 0607, 0809, Afghanistan, and the infamous Arif John Kuwait. Two uh, 12 years of service and you made it to the, amazingly, you made it to the rank of staff sergeant before the, <laughs> before you got out of there. <laughs> uh, in right place, right time. I, I don't know how it happened, but I just figured it was a mistake that ne they never caught on to. So I just rolled with it. You know what, dude, you know what, you know what you were though? You were a get shit done guy. You know what <laughs> I mean? You, you might've been a bullshitter at times and you might've had a fucking mouth on you and you may have disrespected some senior leadership at some points in your career. But what that led to was a guy that was relied upon to get shit done when it needed to get done. That's how I think about you when we were in the military together. You know what I mean? Well, I appreciate those kind accolades, and that, that's that's kind of how I was, though. I mean, I was brought up with the mentality: I don't care how it gets done, as long as it gets done. Obviously, right. you know, there there's you know restrictions to that. It's not like I was doing anything illegal to get shit done, but you just did what you got to do. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what that's what the military teaches you: you got a mission, you get fucking done. I like to get yeah. shit done. We got we got some of your old friends in the uh, in the chat room here watching. Larry Davis says bullshitter at times, <laughs> all the time. Hey, but listen, you believe me ninety percent of it, Larry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was good at what I did. Yep, yep. So uh, okay, talk about your first deployment, Afghanistan, oh six oh seven. Uh, what was that one like? Because I know what the other one was like. The other one was a breeze for you and it, and it was uh <laughs> and uh and it was and it was good times you know what i mean um joe ivy wants to know where you're from oh i'm from connecticut connecticut born and raised i, I, I you know how southeastern connecticut is we got weird accents we pick up long island rhode island boston new york just all of a sudden this big blend that comes out you're a um, fuck, so you're, yeah, a you're you're a cornucopia of fucked up New England accents, is what you are in the southeastern part of Connecticut. I, they should make a fucking character about man, Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, back to the topic at hand. Uh, first deployment compared to the second, hundred percent right. It was like, I think to equate it to the people listening, it'd be like staying at the sleaziest motel you can possibly think of versus staying at the Taj Mahal. So yeah. first go around, I was dumb, young, dumb kid, you know, graduate in high school, not sure what to do in my life, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's got the same story, more or less. So signed up for the army, uh, did the National Guard because mom really pushed college on me. So she's like, if you want to do it, I support you, but get an education, you do. So, you know, dumb 18-year-old kid, I'm like, hey, I want to shoot things and blow things up. So I decided to join the, the United States Infantry. So I did that, <laughs> you know, and... uh Obviously, that led to my first deployment. My first actual guard deployment would have been Katrina because we went down in support of that. Oh, did but you? The, yeah, the actual deployment deployment um, would be Afghanistan. It wasn't It wasn't too bad. I mean, 
take the Hollywood out of the movies, and that's what it is. It's a bunch of guys sitting around bored, waiting for something to happen, shooing the shit, trying to pass time. Same shit we did over in, in Kuwait, just a little bit more stress, and every once in a while, you'd have to put your stuff on and go hide in a concrete bunker. But right. I, mean, I think we had to do that in Kuwait every once in a while, too, so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was definitely, definitely interesting. And got to see a lot of stuff, took a couple of helicopter rides across the country. We we're down in uh, southeastern Afghanistan. Um, ironically enough, sports podcast, sports guy, Tillman, Pat Tillman. Mm-hmm. So we're in the same area that he was when he was killed. We actually, at, um, I think it was Bob Tillman at the point. They, over the course of the wars, they changed the name so many times at the, of the bases. It's hard to keep up. So yeah, that was uh, that's was first deployment. And then the second one was uh, was just the, t- fun and was, games and fucking craziness. The second one should be a some sort of like veteran driven directed uh, comedy slash drama slash fucking horror movie. It was great. I gotta tell you, that was the best deployment I ever been on, and it was just like the group that we had, dude. Our gym crew. Let me tell everybody here that when Devin first got on, when I first met him, we we met during Primo. Then we we went overseas. He was like a hundred and forty pounds, soaking wet. Right? Were you about yeah, about one forty, one forty five? I'm like a good day if I had shit in my pockets. So yeah. So then he starts hanging around with like myself and Joel Dillis. God rest his soul. You know about Dillis, right? He passed yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. Dillis passed away last October, I think. Um, Great dude. Me, Dillis, Zaluski, we're all two hundred plus pounders, <laughs> and this little guy starts coming <laughs> to us coming with to the gym with us every day and i'm like all right devin so here's what we got to do we got to eat a bunch of fucking chicken and eggs we gotta we we need cheeseburgers at 9 a.m every morning we need protein shakes at 11 and 2 we need (laughs) (laughs) we need so i'm like if you want to put muscle on take your weight triple it and just take that much protein in and then take as much supplements as you possibly can fucking get in your system this little guy was not so little anymore. What'd you get up to? You you probably put 35 pounds, 30 pounds on during that deployment. Yeah. So obviously I've put 30 more pounds on since that deployment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I I I peaked I peaked at 175 and I plateaued and I couldn't gain any more weight. And that was right towards the end of deployment. And then, you know, fucking got home and we don't have the luxury of the the two a days and the chow yeah. hall where we can get a freaking bowl full of olives that I can sit there and eat while I try and bulk up. <laughs> nah, man, no, you, you, uh, you showed a lot of fucking heart in that gym because like we, we'd be warming up with like, you know, we'd warm up with 225 and then go right to 275 and then go up to like 315 and your dumb ass would be like, let me fucking try it. <laughs> I'd be like, Devin, you, you can't bench 315 pounds. I don't give a fuck what you, your brain is telling you right now. Your body's not going to let you. you, this he'd get on and he'd try. I mean, he'd fucking. Try. Hey, I got there too. It took it took a while. <laughs> took a long time, and and your and your uh, your deadlift got way up too. So yeah, I don't know. He's just a big. He's just a ballsy <laughs> ass kid. And uh, yeah, man, all respect to you. We had great times. Then we came home and had the best like Boston Red Sox game experience ever. Do you that know? One I got pulled over, right? Did you know that was the one? It was like me and Amy. Uh, Joe Rowe and his girl, Tito and his girl. Uh, yep, yep. And we stayed at the Howard Johnson right across the street from from Fenway Park. And uh, the ro- the room that we were in was in yep. the movie The Town. Did you know that? 
Yeah, Joe Rowe told us that, like, I think one of, the, like, the Facebook pictures or whatever we have of, the, of that game, I think Joe Rowe later on, that, like, connected the dots, and it was pretty nah, fucking cool. Yeah, it was pretty fucking cool. Or you did. Uh, someone did. I just I, know the dots were connected, was, and Facebook told me. It was me, because I'm, like, All an right. idiot, idiot savant with that kind of shit. Dude, um, you are. Yeah. The, uh, I, I still quote movies that used to quote to this day. Like, I'll be in the middle of freaking me at work and just... Some stupid bullshit, not bullshit, but some movie quote or some will come out. I don't like therapy. I used to say that one all the time from uh, <clears throat> forgetting Sarah Marshall. I don't like therapy. That, I don't like lie, therapy. <laughs> that is actually printed out on my desk in a frame. I don't like therapy. That meme. Yep. That's fucking awesome. Um, now, what do you, what do you uh, contribute to your, you are pretty successful now. Right, you had a rough patch getting out of the military. Every a lot of military veterans do. Um, the transition from military to civilian world was that a smooth transition for you? And I wanted to ask you what about your military career has translated over into your civilian career now that's making you successful? All right, so two part question. First part, you're 100 right. Uh, getting out of the military was rough for me. Um, I think my experience is a little bit different because I had some other shit going on. So the transition from military to civilian life for, for me personally was kind of twofold because I was trying to deal with the, the civilian part and then I was trying to deal with like, you know, the mental health issues. You know, I was drinking all the time, all that shit. <clears throat> so if we're specifically focusing on finding employment and like reacclimating back into civilian life from getting out of the guard. It wasn't bad, but I mean, I was full-time National Guard too. So it's not, it's not, we were in that military mindset, but it's, it's a little bit different from like, you know, someone coming out of active duty. Right. So I, I will say that caveat. Um, and now as for what I did in the military and what I do now and how that, that coincides, again, I'm kind of a different, I work for a defense contractor now. So it's the same mentality, same kind of, same kind of structure and everything. Um, obviously my skills from the military, those, those eight years I was with you working supply and logistics, you know, that looks great. And that, that helped me out, you know, a lot, uh, just getting in, getting my foot in the door. Yeah. But once my foot was in the door, I took all those lessons I learned from the military and applied them to my day to day life. And I think that's one of the reasons why I am where I am today is because I still try and apply those principles, you know, the warrior ethos and the army values that it's throughout you know the army but it's also throughout life it's embedded into your genes at that point man like i don't know it's like uh there's a there's a level of structure that a lot of people i'm not and i'm not shitting on people that never served in the military but you you do learn a level of self-discipline and like you know having your ducks in a row that, 100%. that a lot of people don't understand. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. And we are also excellent at like shooting from the hip and, uh, and like having a contingency plan. Adjusting fire. Adjusting fire. And if something, if something's not going right, we always have this plan over here and we can adjust fire and we'll fucking get the job done. And that's like you, myself, Larry, we're always like guys that were like leaned on for everything because I feel like that's one of my best attributes. And I, I feel like I got that one from my, from my upbringing, but also my time in the military. And by the way, Devin, um, 
I don't know if you heard, but uh, I'm about to be the first sergeant of Alpha Company starting June 10th. Dude, that's awesome. Well-earned. Well Congratulations. Yeah, yeah I can't even Can you believe that shit, dude? Like, No, I can't. Tw 13 oh. years ago, 13 years ago, I was at E6 getting ready to deploy with your ass. And like we play, we worked hard, but we played hard. You know what I mean? We did. We and definitely now, did. And now, and and now, like I just keep, I just stay at it, man. I've not, I have never changed. I could tell you that much. I don't fuck around as much as possible, as 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 much as I used to, because I have kids and and a house and a <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, no, <they're> <laughs> like a career now. You know what I mean? But you you still have your fuck around parts. I mean, I'm the same yeah. way. It, it, maturity thing it's uh as life progresses we progress look at Hunnel. <laughs> not my fucking <laughs> dude i also am glad to, glad that you told me that because for whatever time you know we're talking i'll make sure to censor my stories in case any come up yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. wait till i retire and then we'll tell no, you definitely then, it, then it's we're gonna need like a three-day session yeah we'll write and during that session we should bring back the uh the knights of mayhem oh Dude, I forgot about that. And you How know what? You forget I, about I know, no, or trust me, I don't I haven't forgotten. I just like it wasn't right here. Um, so when me and him were deployed in 2008-9, where we were, people used to like throw TVs and microwaves out, like they would just put it out free to take, and me and his ass would go around and collect shit throughout the week. And uh, Thursday nights, we call it Thursday Night Mayhem, we would have axes, baseball bats, drills, sledgehammers, and we had a dumpster right next to the building that we lived in. And we Oh, would just, we had the axe, too. Don't forget about the axe. The axe. Because I remember would, Amy used to yell at us all the time. And we would absolutely just demolish everything that we collected. Yep. T refrigerators, TV. Like, it was just the funnest night of the – it was the one night of the week that we could just let loose and uh, let all our aggression out on all the shit that we collected throughout the week. It was like a therapy session. It and definitely we, was. People pay for that kind of shit. Like a some sort of therapy session where you can go pay to demolish some room. Yeah. We should have, we should have applied this business principle when we first got home. We just sound pretty. <laughs> yeah, man. Those were great nights. And then one night me and him, Oh, we should talk about the rubber fist of fury. Dude, there's so much, dude, as we're sitting here talking, like I'm remembering so much about this deployment. The time I dressed up like scuba Steve to go to the shower. There was the time I got like deathly ill. The time I had a freaking nosebleed that they had to freaking medevac me from country floor. Shit, your nose, didn't, your nose didn't stop bleeding for like three days. It was fucking crazy. Yeah. That's a freaking Carter. I still have issues with it, believe it or not. That's a Carterizer, all sorts of shit. Oh, man. Oh, wow. So we should. So yeah, we should rubber fist of fury. Yeah. So quick story on this one. People will, the RFF, our softball team was called the rubber fist of fury because the year we were there, we did a secret Santa. And I said, as I'm picking a name out of the hat, I said, I'm just letting everybody here know you're getting a rubber fist. <laughs> so I <laughs> pulled the name, right? Sure enough, I got the best name you could have ever fucking pulled. I won't say who it was, but... Pull the pull this name. Christmas comes around. Everybody's uh, hand, you know handing out their secret Santa gifts, and she she opened up the rubber fist and gave it right back to me. <laughs> she said, "You could fucking keep it." So you know what I did? We put a wristband on it, 
we wrote Fury on it. We named it the Rubber Fist of Fury, and we entered a softball tournament over there in this MWR, this MWR <laughs> uh, softball tournament we, where we're playing all these other um, companies. And we were a badass team, dude. We were smoking all these teams. And at the end of every game, when you go to slap good game, good game, good game, Devin would have the rubber fist, and he'd bop people in the hand with the fucking <laughs> – Yo, speaking about bopping people with a rubber fist, remember the night that we we put the boxing gear on? Yep. Okay, trying to knock each other out with a rubber fist. Couldn't hear right for two days after that. <laughs> I think I have a video of that. Like the 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 boxing gear that you put on your head when I hit you, it was like dusty and like a puff a cloud came off your head. It's fucking great. Man, we had good times over there, dude. Everything's dusty over there. Yeah. Good times, Devin Beatrice. I'm going to do a speed round with you before I let you go for the evening. I'm sure we're getting a lot of laughs. People are enjoying this, and we're definitely going to have to sit down and write like a book or uh, or do – you know what we should do? Once I retire, if if uh, if this shit is still around, we'll do a roundtable because I could put up to 10 people on Yo. screen. <laughs> I could put 10 people on screen at one time. There will be all little boxes like the Brady Bunch. And – uh I'll run the I'll run the show so not everyone's talking over each other and then we'll just share some stories, man. We'll get top, we'll get diesel on here. Get Zalusa. Dude, I could see that playing out like the fucking reunion <laughs> at the married at first sight show, too. Like fucking drama and shit coming out. That could be a fucking its own series. Holy shit from that deployment. Shit, maybe we do a little mini series. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, for those who are watching at home, like always, I put the crisis hotline. I put the veterans homeless uh, hotline at the bottom for everybody's self awareness. If you know anybody that has any problems or issues, they're there for you guys as as quality information. Pass it along if you need it, or you know somebody that needs it. And let's do a speed round with the one Devin Beatrice. Boom. What Before up? we start the speed round um the number don't yeah. just you know take it put it in your phone put it in your phone you know throw it on a piece of paper and keep it in your wallet because you never know who's going to need it so it's always good to have it even if you're you know pass it along as you pass it along keep it handy i just wanted to say that that's what i'm saying oh yeah and trust me you, you go through as a soldier you go through all these trainings these suicide awareness trainings these all this all this stuff. And as you're sitting in the class, you're a fucking asshole. And you're thinking like, this shit is stupid and blah, 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 blah. Until it fucking hits home. Until you have somebody that needs that help. And we've dealt with it many times. I, so many. In, my, in my 20 years, I at least a dozen times I've had to fucking, you know, help somebody out, counsel them, get them the help that they need. And, you know, help's available. So exactly. Don't be it, afraid. Don't be afraid to use it. Right. All right, let's get this going. All right, brother. Speed round with Devin Beaches. Here we go. Number one. What website have you visited more times than any other website in your life? Obviously, Google. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I see, I, I knew I, I didn't take the bait. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're like, oh, easy. The hub, dude. Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, that that's the underlying truth, but I'm a Google. business professional now. I this shit's gonna be on on the on the interwebs, I gotta be kind of, kind of PC. <laughs> Number two, uh, when you poop at home, do you just drop your pants to your ankles or you take them all the way off? Situational. If it's a normal poop, you just drop trow. 
if you're going to begin in the shower or if you just got <laughs> out of the shower, obviously you're just going to sit down. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, my cousin, I, my cousin's a year older than me. So he's like 40, maybe 41 right now. Uh, he's always been one guy that uh, if he's home and he poops, he gets completely naked. Like all the way up until like his mid thirties. I don't know if he's still doing that now, but he's got all kids. Right. He's got I kids. Mean, and <laughs> in, in defense of everyone that knows you, myself included, you know, some weird people. I mean, yeah. I remember you telling me a story about one of your friends that takes fire in extracurricular activities while driving or sucking uh, traffic. So we're not going to say his name. No. Yeah, because uh, yeah, all right, the audience. Never mind. Uh, all right, <laughs> number three. How many second graders do you think that you could fight before they take you out? See another situational question here. So <laughs> is it one after another? Like, do I have to fight them consecutively, no, like a, or like is it like a, a mass of second graders? coming in on me swarming with like little yeah. baby plastic knives I'm, I'm i'm saying a wave like like you are john snow and the white walkers are coming at you do oh. i have a sword uh we'll give you let's give you an aluminum <laughs> let's give you a, let's give you a a, a t-ball aluminum baseball bat Oof. all right I think it's safe to say between 12 and 15. Because <laughs> I, I feel like they get to the point where, since it's an infinite amount of kids surrounding me, it would get to a point where I wouldn't be able to swing the bat anymore. And they just fucking like pig pile type thing. Uh, dude, well, I can tell you, if they're anything like my youngest, Nolan is a kindergartner right now. And he's a Dude, puppet. where does time go? Dude, he's a savage. So by the time he is a second grader, Watch out. I mean, if, if you get six Nolans coming at you, that bat's not going to be enough. Just saying. Oh, Num no, of course not. <laughs> Number four, what is something that you believe in that most people don't? Myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent answer. Fucking Jesus Christ. All right. What song do you want to be played at your funeral, Devin? Oh, Obviously, dust in the wind from old school. Outstanding. You're my boy, yeah. Bill. I was wondering what you were gonna say because I was thinking like maybe he's gonna come out with uh, "Make Him Say." Uh, remember that was like one of the songs that I would play like an asshole at the airfield during that deployment. Wonderwall. Wonderwall. I would sing that on the way to the Chow Hall at least twice a week. Did we the windows <laughs> down, full blast in the truck, driving around at our. Our designated five miles an hour around Camp Airtown. That's yeah. all blasting. You gotta be the one that saves me. Ah, oh, dude, fucking classic, <laughs> classic. That'll always be that that deployment song. All right, if uh, if there were no consequences for a day, Devin, what would you do? Uh, <laughs> the consequences. Do they follow me after the fact? Like, if no. I steal a no, no, shitload no. of money, do I get to keep the money? No no taxes, no hold bars, no nothing. If it happens during that 24 hours of no consequences, you cannot be charged. Is that All what you're right. doing? You're going straight for a robbery? Oh, no, of course. I'm going to find a way to deposit <laughs> the like the largest sum of money possible into my bank account. That's going to be my first mission. I highly doubt I will be able to get that accomplished in 24 hours. But if I do, I'm going to have to kill somebody. Everyone's got a list. We're going to go there. All right. There, I, I, everyone listening right now has one person 
that if they could get away with it, no consequences, no ramifications, no like residual effects, there's someone that someone would off. Don't say the person's name, but do you have that person in mind? I, I haven't thought about it that in depth. I'm not a psychopath, but <laughs> I mean, I could, I could pick from a list of like probably five. So uh, I, I'd obviously have to give, you know, some serious thought and consideration. It's why I do while well, I was, you know, trying to get all that money deposited in my account. So you know, maybe, you, maybe you can get all five in one day. All right. <laughs> Number seven, maybe. Devin, what's the highest you ever scored on the APFT? 300. You did. Yes. Fucking gangster. Cause you were, cause you were, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, my run up. I was going to say you were 145 pounds and you probably ran a 12 minute, two miles, right? At some points. Yeah. I can never break 13. 13 was the fastest I ever ran a run. Couldn't, could never break 13. I was like, fuck that, man. You know what? I gave up. If you could have dinner with any three people from your military career, who would the, who would be there? Who would they be? Do you, you and your wife count as one or two? Um, if you're bringing Amy, I'm not going. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I have dinner see, with her every day. See, that's a hard one. I, I'm not sure I could think about it. Like, that, that's a pretty serious question. And right. it's hard to do that in a speed round because the, the answer is meaningful. Right, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. Um, yep. I mean, a lot of the, like, I still talk to K-Mac. Mm -hmm. Oh. So, okay. yeah. Okay, Amy. Amy's pissed. She's so, <laughs> obviously, like, I haven't seen you guys in forever. I haven't seen Larry in forever. Pretty much the whole crew that would be at that round table, I'd want to have dinner with. Yeah. Like, th this almost caused, like, we should have, like, a reunion, like, lo not low-key, but, like, we, we should definitely set up a dinner. So that's that's uh, gonna be my. I, I have been talking about a 0809 uh, reunion party at the crib, like for the last two years, and Amy's down for it. So, and I and the only thing I've been saying it for fucking two years, and we just kept kept saying it and saying it, and saying it. We should have this reunion party, the 0809 deployment. That crew was the best. Blah 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 blah. And then the the only regret is that we didn't do it before Dillis passed away dude yeah. that, that fucking broke my goddamn heart and i was like motherfucker and i had and i had invited him to my uh master sergeant uh mm -hmm. promotion and he got back to me and he said he couldn't make it because he was he was going up to boston for another round of chemo and he was like don't worry about it um i'm 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 handling the cancer the, everything is the doctors are saying that everything's going well with me blah 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 they're they're very uh optimistic that i'm gonna beat it and then, dude, cancer's a motherfucker, dude. He was outside in the yard doing work. Like, he was, like, working in the yard, feeling good. He told me he had been back in the gym and all this shit. And then, all of a sudden, he just got really, really sick. And they had to get it. They had to ambulance him to the hospital. By the time he was at the hospital, they medevaced him to Boston. And by the, you know, they put him in a medically induced coma, and he was gone. So, I'm like, motherfucker, we didn't have that goddamn reunion party, man. That was, that was last October, right? Yeah, that was our guy, man. Yep. Fucking bad. What what month was that? I was promoted in August. He couldn't make it to that one because of the treatment that he was having. I think he passed like two months later. I want to say October and the fact that I don't know when kind of 
I'm mad. No, at here, I but. think I think it was October too, but but here's what I'm getting at. So since we couldn't have it, since since we didn't have it before Dillis passed, let's mm -hmm. have it in honor of Dillis next October on the day he passed. There we go. We'll start setting that up today. I'll, when I go downstairs, I'll, I'll, I'm going to talk to Amy because that, that's a fucking great idea. And now it's on video, so we, we have to do it. I mean, and, and I'll help out with the logistics of it, too. Obviously, yeah. I mean, hey, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's what you do, my man. Oh, hell yeah. Let's do it. All right. Let's go with these last two questions. Number nine, uh, who would you get to play you in a movie about your life? I don't know. See, like, I want to say someone like extremely good looking, but that's obviously just unrealistic. I'm not that funny either. So I need like a mediocre type of actor. I got the guy. I'm thinking fucking Shia, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. I was going to say him or uh, <laughs> what's his face? Steve Carell. Cause he's got that like dorky kind of side to him. He's a little funny, but he's not like completely funny all the time. And his Steve roles. Carell. Oh, the 40-year-old virgin. Oh, nope. That was, you certainly were not that, my friend. No. We won't talk about those things. All right. The number 10, best piece of advice you ever got from senior, senior leadership in your military career. I think that goes, this is actually perfect because it circles back to how we started this conversation. And that's, you know, getting the mission done and, and being accountable for that. Um, I got a lot of advice from the military. Some I leadership at, in the military as well as you know my peers too you know the i think you know what here we go because this is perfect because this is one of the things i learned in the military and it's it's brought me to where i am today for a bunch of reasons but i think the smartest piece of advice was you're never the smartest person in the room so you can always learn something and if you go in knowing knowing that and getting putting your ego, putting your cockiness, put, putting all that shit to the side, you can come out a better person. And th that applies to every aspect, whether it's, you know, going in the ki kitchen, fucking cooking something, walking into a meeting or going on someone's podcast for the first time, you know? Dude, I fucking love that answer. That's a great answer. Never be the smartest man. Never think you're the smartest man in the room. That's solid advice in life. Well, Right, For, you know, if if my seventeen year old nephew is watching right now, I hope he takes that piece of advice because it's perfect for a young teenage punk like himself. You know what I'm saying? I do. You 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 like <laughs> this new version of uh, Beatrice two point there, Kyle? Two point <laughs> man. Yeah. So you, uh, you seem to be doing great. You're taking care of yourself these days. You got a good job. Everything's going well for you. Uh, do you have a woman? Do you have a wife? A kid? I don't even know. Are you married or anything like that? <laughs> No, so as you know that, you know, marriage wasn't for me, I guess you'd say. Yeah. So, uh, no, actually, uh, my girlfriend and I have been together for almost five years now. We live together. She's got two beautiful teenage daughters. Uh, they're going off doing great things. Um, so, yeah, no marriage, but, you know, steady monogamy. Healthy relationship. <laughs> Healthy relationship. All right, my man. Um, any closing words for Beat Rice before I let you go? I want to say thank you for coming on, but before before I give do my thanks and uh, send you off, go ahead and say a few things if you want. So yeah, no. First of all, hello to everyone in the comments. 
Um, I've been trying to read along, as you know, it's kind of hard to do like 17 things at once, especially when you're old like us and it's late. <laughs> um, and then Kyle, thank you for, for inviting me. This was awesome. You know, yeah. it's good to see you. It sucks that this is the, the form of communication that we're, we're chatting in, but Hey, maybe it's, maybe it's opening up a door, but I, dude, I completely understand. Cause I'm the same way. Just like you were saying a little bit earlier, life happens in the way. Before you know it, it's 20 years later and you're retiring from the military that you thought you'd do four years in. So Unreal. I hit 20 years two Saturdays ago. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. I did. Congratulations on that. Fucking insane, right? Um, and then besides that, you know, if you ever ever need a spot filler, just just hit me up. I'll come on and shoot the shit with you a little bit, you know, a little bit of banter back and forth. I'm always game. Uh, we have a million stories, so definitely do. Thank you. Uh, I'm so happy that you're doing good with yourself. You got a great life Thank going you. for you. You got a good job and everything. Uh, it makes me happy. Uh, we will have you. We'll we'll get you and your girl over here one of these days. We got a nice spot over here too, and uh, we got some good people around us. So when the summer comes around, we'll do a picnic or something, and then we'll we'll get that uh, reunion party going. Sounds good. All right, my brother. Take care. You too. All right. Later. Yeah, man, what a fucking show! All right, you know what? This one was a this one was a fucking fantastic show. Wu Tang forever. You know what I'm saying? That that good. Jenny Savage was fucking awesome. Open book seemed to be a pretty awesome person. I don't I don't know where she gets all the hate from, but uh, big thank you to uh, to Jenny Savage for coming on and opening up with us and gaining some fans. Uh, really looking forward to seeing her fight July 23rd against Britain Hart. Uh, you know we love Britain Hart too. Like we're you know we're fans of everybody over here, so we're we're very we're the most neutral goddamn show in the world, and I will fucking stick with that. I don't take sides, man. I'm on my own side over here. So anyways, man, thank you to Jenny. And also thank you to Devin Beatrice, a great friend of mine. Uh, boy, oh boy, could we have gotten into some trouble saying some, telling some fun stories. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you tune in tomorrow night at 9 p.m. When my boy Mike Hunold and I, the Mike and Miss show, we welcome Isatula Kakar. For those who don't know, he is from Pakistan. Went okay, Pakistani pro kickboxer. Uh, spent seven or eight years in a refugee camp on um, at Manus Island in in Papua New Guinea, uh, trying to get himself out of that, get back into his country, or trying trying to get the Pakistani uh, government to help him get out of there. You know, no no luck for a long time. Continued training, continued fighting while he was there. Made it to the BKFC, beat Chris Saro in his um in his pro debut last month in Birmingham. And uh that is gonna be one fucking hell of a show tomorrow. So uh with that said, you know what? I'll throw the I got the picture right here. There's his Atulika car. Look at that guy, he's a handsome fella, isn't he? Fucking the pride of Pakistan. So, anyways. Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Do not miss the Mike and Miss show. Thank you all for coming in. This was a fucking hell of a show, and I will talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.